five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Migla for the WDMA. We're talking about mail today. Stick with me. I think you'll enjoy it. But first, we're going to talk about productivity. Oh, before I go on, Summer wrote me two messages. I don't know if you saw those, but um, I asked her how you would know if someone was Jewish when you're sending out your Christmas cards, besides knowing them personally, which is was usually the case with me. And she said, yes, we would run it with matching Jewish surnames. And you're right that it's not 100%. Some companies have religious affiliation in their data too. Now that one would probably come from a, uh, a nonprofit, more likely, you know, to be a, a religious nonprofit that would include that. Uh, so that would be interesting. So it's always a little more interesting than you think. Okay, so now we also talked about the hybrid workforce. So let's get over there. Ugh, productivity paranoia. Managers with less control over hybrid workforce are developing productivity paranoia, which is repeated now three times. Employers and leaders aren't, in, aren't in remotely on the same page. Okay, so 87% of employees... Report being productive at work, while only 12% of leaders are confident their employees are being productive. That sounds like the story of, of work in, in the history of humanity, my guess, uh, of course. You know, you never think your employees were, are working as hard as they ought to be. And the employees are thinking they're overworked and underpaid. And that's kind of the way it is. So it's not, not a surprise to me. But I think that that, that that graph really says it all. Absolutely right. Okay. So headlines are, are still dissecting quiet quitting. I watched a video last night on let it rot, <laughs> which is a Chinese expression for I'm only doing what I'm forced to do, basically. <clears throat> they, there are billionaires, you know, that send their kids to college in America with Lamborghinis and stuff, but the average guy apparently in China is is kind of stuck because you you get more benefits by by not working than working. You know, the 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 theme of communism is everyone according to his what is it? Let's see. Everyone according to his need from everyone according to his ability or something like that. And the idea is, is that if someone needs needs food and shelter more than you do, <clears throat> then they they should have it provided. <clears throat> and also that you work no matter what, and everybody gets paid the same, whether you're a surgeon or a uh, or a, a a bench sweeper. My brother, who lived in Moscow for a number of years, said they that that the the little old ladies would would go out when it snowed and sweep the benches off. Um, I had a friend who was a painter in Russia, and he said he could make more money than the surgeons could, because the surgeons were tied to an uh, to a, a hospital. You had to perform your surgeries, you know, in conjunction with the hospital. It's a team, and it's a, you know, it's a it's a surgical room and all that, so that they were very well monitored. Whereas the painters <clears throat> would hire a guy, an an admin guy, like 30 painters would start a paint company and maybe just casually affiliated paint company 
<clears throat> the only thing painters needed was paint. And so the administrative guy would get, uh, would fill out paperwork and, and bid on government jobs. And then when they got the paint, every two weeks they'd go paint a bit on the government job for a day. Uh, and they, the rest of the time, they'd just use the paint that they got to paint, to paint whoever wanted paint and paid them. And he said you could make a really good living as a painter, which that was Lenny Zukin. I wonder, I'll look him up on LinkedIn if I remember. Okay, Lenny and Nina Zukin, and they were IT people. And it was, they were very entertaining with stories about that stuff. <clears throat> anyway, so not just quiet quitting in America, but in other countries as well. And according to the video, productivity in China keeps dropping as people do less and less because they figure out. And this is the flaw in socialism, you know. If 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 you get paid for doing nothing, it's it's harder to get out of bed in the morning. You don't have ambition, and so and and I think that's what happened in COVID. I think we paid people to stay home, and surprise surprise, they weren't that excited about coming back. So anyway, hybrid supervisors are less trusting. This was interesting on the supervisors than in-person managers. So 36% to 49%. So half the in-person managers thought their, guy, their, their team was working. This lack of trust has led to software and other methods to retain control over remote workers. Yeah, so they spy on you, which doesn't work. Remember the mouse jigglers? I don't know if you know what that means, but there was, there was software that would keep track of whether you were moving your mouse around. And so you could get an app that would just move the mouse a little bit, make it every now and then it would move it. So that the software thought that it, it was you and that you were awake. <clears throat> I never tried one. It doesn't matter much to me because I'm my, my own employee. Employees subvert it. And leaders have since developed, since developed that Microsoft, what Microsoft CEA, CEO Seta, Sataya Nadell calls productivity paranoia, which is again mentioned. They really pounded this term. Despite findings that both meetings and productivity metrics have increased. So whatever the metrics are that they're using. So what was Microsoft's conclusion? Quit the productivity paranoia. Pivot from stressing over whether employees are working enough to helping them prioritize what's most important. This is always, this is always true. That includes clarifying what to do and what not to do and rewarding impact over activity. You know, everybody wants to be part of something. Everybody wants to be contributing. This was an interesting article. Kokava says it doesn't want to settle with the FTC. This was a list brokerage firm that sold precision location data. Okay, and uh, so they claimed that it was there. They are removing sensitive locations, and sensitive locations are things like health and wellness, service centers, clinics, religious institutions. <clears throat> Ron Davis, who's on the board of WDMA, once told me that someone came into his office and said that that he could supply Ron with the names and addresses of people who had gone to Elmbrook Church that previous Sunday, who were in attendance, you know, whose phone was in attendance. And Ron was kind of shocked by that, that we could track who went to church on Sunday. But I suppose you could. And uh, so all of these things, 
homeless shelters, halfway houses, and more. In total, uh, Kokava says it's eliminating 2.4 million sensitive locations, and they got a list from a third party. But prior to the lawsuits, Kokava was offered a proposed consent order from the FTC. The problem with the consent order, of course, would be implementation. So if somebody says, well, we want to remove all of the daycare centers, let's just say, because we don't want kids, we don't want anybody tracking kids, okay? So they remove the daycare centers, but what if they miss one? Or what if, what if someone is running a daycare from their home and it isn't classified on the list of daycare centers? You know, all of a sudden, Kokava is going to be in, in hot water because they missed one. Or they missed, you know, there's a lot of ways to classify a type of business and a business address. Many, many, many ways. And that's what makes this really hard. You know, unless you have an actual list that says, here's a list of companies, here's a list of addresses you're not allowed to sell. Okay, well, anything else would be very difficult. And that's exactly what this goes on to say, is that... um, now, although now in the in the new lawsuit, the FTC has publicly stated that precise, precise location data, any precise location data, is sensitive information. So, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to know where to settle on this because you know, would I be comfortable with someone knowing that I'm at the office right now? Sure, I'm at the office. You can see it on TV live. I'm at the office. Okay, it doesn't surprise you, right? So, <coughs> some of it is okay. It was a great New York Times article, and uh, it showed after the inauguration in 2016 or 2017, um, it showed them tracking people from the from the inauguration to the Pentagon and other places. They could tell which phone was who by where they went. Okay, but Kokava says, we have broken no rules to get us to the place that we're at. The Network Advertising Initiative, which Kokava is not a member, says that uh, it's voluntarily restricting religious worship, sensitive health care services, military bases, LGBTQ plus identity in other places. Is that an identity? I don't know. Anyway, but only, only three companies in that in that NAI uh, agreed to it, and Microsoft, Google, and Credo, and Newstar have not signed on. So it's very interesting how that will unfold. I wanted to get to this yesterday. Why mail is a good bet as a cost of living as the cost of living crisis continues to bite. And this is from Business Daily UK, which I haven't probably ever ever run across before, but. There are stats in the UK from JIC Mail, and it's a joint, here it is, JIC Mail Essentials is a, like a co-op that shares data um, and has a a software system which makes, uh, it it sounds like it's for printers and and marketers to simplify cross-media comparisons Samplings of mail journeys, including top creatives, and test and learn ideas and benchmarks. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Happy to hear. I'll probably put a tag in here. But in very recent data, April to June 2022, 
it shows that close to half of male, 44%, is still live in home after 28 days. In Q2-21, uh, which is a significant increase on Q2-2021, because households are placing more importance on male content economically in economically changing times. You know, I don't know. But 94% of male is engaged with, i.e. it has at least one meaningful physical interaction, could be picking it up, looking at it, and throwing it in the trash. But that's still sensory touch and sight and an evaluation. We know it gets delivered. We know it gets delivered to a decision maker because only the decision maker can throw the mail out, right, in any given home. So it's a significant contact. We know that if they didn't respond, that they did interact with it. And that gives us the label data set. When IBM taught Watson to play Jeopardy, they had 127,000 questions where they knew the right answer and anything else was the wrong answer. So they could test and test and test their algorithm. And that's what we can do in mail that no other medium can do at that level. Okay. So anyway, uh, the, the, the data really shows increased relevance for these sectors for consumers in recent times. Since 2017, there's been a 60% increase in the proportion of mail prompting advertiser website visits. So mail is working to drive traffic. Now, if your attribution is only Google Analytics, you won't see the mail causal effect until after they've come to the website, in which case Google will claim it was from them. So mail is now the most trusted form of advertising communication. And if mail goes to the wrong person, including errors, it is sent more than one. Oh, uh, clearly mail is a good way for them to do this. However, targeting is king. If the mail goes to the wrong person, includes errors or sent more than once, not true. This is this line. We should cross this out. <laughs> it becomes junk because I'm not interested in it. So if I get a Bass Pro catalog, my wife is, of course, evaluating the mail. She might throw it in the trash because to her, she doesn't even want me to see it. If I see a Chadwick is a Boston catalog, I might throw it in the trash. It's junk to me, but it might not be junk to her, right? Understand? Junk is something I'm not interested in at the moment. And times change. It's a moving parade. So don't be too quick to decide that the mail is junk because it went to the wrong person or because it went more than once. With LoveSack, we found that for every one order we got mailing the customers, we got two orders from PassAlong. Okay? And you won't get a lot of PassAlong unless the customer is comfortable that they're going to get another catalog in case they need it, like Land's End. So sometimes the reason I can throw out a Land's End catalog is I know there's another one coming. Does that make sense? So junk is literally in the eye of the beholder. You know, it could be junk because I just bought, you know, I just bought that Gibson guitar for $4,000. We've seen high ticket orders oftentimes build in a, a, la a lag. <laughs> for a musician's friend, we used to joke about it because the, the percentage of mobile homes <laughs> in a zip code was a positive, was positively correlated to our mailings. So we would joke that, that after the after the Gibson guitar came and the wife said, what the heck did you buy now? <laughs> and then there aren't any orders for about four years as the divorce is settled and 
and the hubby moves into a mobile home and then all of a sudden they wake up again so you know junk mail is a difficult thing to pin down and it mostly is i'm not interested in it at the moment you know i don't get i don't get criticized for not looking at digital advertising but for some reason i get criticized because not every piece of mail is relevant to every every recipient all the time it's never going to be have a great day think about this oh and yesterday i kind of cut this off but for the rest of 2022 and in inspiration of some of the the of some of the economic concerns if you give me a call there's no charge and uh, you can talk over your marketing challenges as you know i have a background in creative and in copy and in photography and in paper and printing and list selection and analytics and modeling so you know almost anything's fair game although don't ask me about branding on on network tv <laughs> have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart and thanks again summer for chiming in and answering that question bye bye <laughs>